from the United States on the line, we have freelance journalist Nate Thayer to talk about the Atom Waffen Division. How are you, Nate? Good, thank you. How are you guys down under? We're great, thank you. Uh, Atom Waffen Division, uh, who are they? Atom Waffen Division is uh, considered probably the uh, most dangerous, currently known domestic terrorist group uh, operating in the U.S. They are a uh, uh, a particularly uh, uh, violent uh, group of neo-Nazis, white supremacists who see as their ideological uh, visionaries a mixture of Hitler and Charles Manson and a whole list of the who's who of uh, lone wolf uh, terrorist shooters. Uh, and uh, there's a, uh, they're a relatively small group. It's unclear. They've gone through some internal uh, dissent recently, uh, but they never were over 150 members uh, on paper and actively considerably less than that. But what makes them dangerous is that they're kind of a uh, they're a cell-based, uh, leaderless, uh, state-organized uh, group of lone wolf uh, terrorists. They believe in uh, their end game is one of creating uh, just chaos through the use of uh, mass uh, violence and the destruction of uh, not just government, but uh, social institutions to create essentially a uh, an apocalypse, uh, a collapse of the institutions of state and society in order to uh, rebuild from the ashes. Uh, it's a mixture of kind of apocalyptic fringe uh, religion and um, extremist uh, uh, fascist ideology. Uh, they're mainly very young uh, uh, teenagers. Some of them are not even 16. Uh, and uh, they're a, a very disturbing uh, group. They've been responsible for at least five murders in the U.S. in the last uh, year or so. The first time I came across them was uh, the thing in, I believe it was Florida, where it looks like they were planning on attempting to blow up a nuclear power plant or something, and it only fell apart when they all murdered each other. Is that, uh, that's is that correct? correct. Uh, there were four uh, Adam Waffen members uh, living together in a condo. They were uh, clearly plotting a uh, bomb campaign. Uh, one of them murdered two others, uh, the third was on uh, military National Guard duty and came home to find the bodies. The guy who murdered uh, the two others uh, was arrested by police in the city of Tampa, Florida, and led the police back to the house where they found a virtual bomb-making factory that uh, had all the components of bombs, including at least two uh uh, kinds of uh, radioactive material. They had uh, fuses and chemicals, essentially everything you needed to launch a dirty bomb. They found evidence and maps that indicated that they were targeting not only electrical power 
grids, but a, a nuclear uh, electric facility uh, near Miami. It's very clear that uh, that was just by the grace of God thwarted beforehand. It, it's emblematic of, of what these guys' game plan is because it's not so much to create a, a, a new political system. Their end game is really the destruction of everything. That's why they advocate uh, mass lone wolf shootings of churches, why they hold people like Dylan Roof and the New Zealand shooter and the Norwegian shooter up as heroes who should be emulated. Their intention is to create divisions in society and spark a race war that they call the, uh, the day of the rope or the day of the bowl. Uh, the bowl uh, being a, a nod to the hairstyle of Dylan Roof, Roof uh, who was the shooter who uh, shot up uh, and killed uh, nine elderly black church parishioners in South Carolina in 2015. He had what's called a, a bowl-style haircut, so uh, a lot of them gather on, uh, uh, on dark web servers, uh, which are uh, by invite only, of which uh, uh, one of them is called the Bowl Patrol. Uh, they all uh, are uh, adamant supporters of, of uh, people like Dylan Roof. Uh, that, that's essentially what they're up against. Uh, uh, what's, what's different about them is that most of these other shootings, as you well know, like the New Zealand shooting, like uh, Timothy McVeigh's attack on the Oklahoma City uh, federal building like uh, like the Pittsburgh church shooter like the fellow in Norway sure, I forget how many uh, uh, how many people uh, but they were all lone wolf people with that that weren't affiliated in an organization although they all did uh, have connections uh, certainly in the age of, of the internet uh, you know they it turns out in retrospect that they uh, uh, chit-chatted uh, uh, with like-minded people uh, people. Uh, uh, and the difference is that these guys actually um, organize on the dark web. Uh, they are in communication. They they uh, have held a number of uh, uh, weapons, live fire weapons, uh, military training um, events, uh, which they call hate camps, um, where they go off into the desert or into the uh, national forest and uh, uh, shoot off their guns and do military training or whatever. Uh, so they are, uh, they've kind of transited uh, from cyberspace to real life, uh, and they have created an opportunity to, uh, uh, to identify uh, who they are, although their operational security is pretty good, not good enough, but it's pretty good because they're, they do chat with each other that makes them different than these lone wolves who just kind of, no one had ever heard of them, and all of a sudden they're shooting up a house of worship. These guys are essentially the same kind of people as these lone wolf terrorists who shoot up schools and churches and so on, uh, uh, but they're uh, sort of organized. They're organized into state-run cell structures. So a lot of them have never met each other. They don't know each other's real names or details. So even if one gets arrested, they really wouldn't have necessarily that much information on other people in their, in their group. They also uh, only recruit people who are very, very young. If you're over the age of 21, uh, you, it's very, they're, they're very, very 
reluctant to allow you into the group for the very reason is that if you're under 21, there's very little chance that you can be a cop. Uh, so for infiltration, it's a rather clever method. Uh, you know, many of these guys are 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, so they have very little footprint in life. You know, they haven't really been arrested, most of them. They've never uh, rented a house. They've never taken out a credit card. They've never had utility bills in their names. A lot of them don't even have driver's licenses. So there's not a lot of footprint when you're trying to do background searches to uh, ID some of these some of these guys. Uh, and so until recently, they were relatively uh, unknown. And my three-month investigation, uh, I think I have uncovered the real identities of most everybody in Adam Waffen, and I'm in the process of uh, uh, publishing a series which includes profiling uh, each one of them. Uh, and uh, their organization in general and the kind of the trajectory of the creation of, of this group. Uh, it's likely that the group will fall apart as a result of some of this scrutiny, but that doesn't mean that these people will be arrested, uh, nor will they change their political stripes. They'll just morph and go elsewhere, uh, uh, believing uh, in the same thing. And, and it really, a lot of them are are, have mental health issues. Uh, they're sociopaths by any uh, definition. A lot of them have serious sexual identity issues. I mean, I've got a kind of a theory that, uh, you know how we were all like 14 at one point and wanted to get laid, but we didn't because we couldn't kind of figure it out. Uh, but the rest of us kind of came out the other end of the tunnel, you know, in our late teens and, and uh, you know, you know figured out how to get out of that kind of fog of teenage angst and confusion. These guys just doubled down and uh, became neo-Nazis. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, they were pissed and confused and um, uh, feeling, you know, socially isolated. Uh, and instead of kind of working through it, uh, they just doubled down on the hate and channeled it to other like-minded people. It's like a 21st century uh, a cyber space version of the Lord of the Flies. You know, it's, uh, it's you know these young boys whipping themselves up into a frenzy on the dark web, and then you know being spit out doing uh, uh, stupid things like shooting people. So you've made reference to Hitler and to Manson, to uh, Dylan Roof. Um, and a range of other figures. Is Adam Waffen connected to other organisations and how does it sit in relation to other neo-Nazi groupings in the United States and also elsewhere? Well, like most extremist political movements, uh, you know, historically, whether it's left or right, there's a lot of internal uh, bickering that goes on among the far right in the US, uh, particularly after Charlottesville. Uh, these guys come from the no compromise under any circumstances set. So uh, they uh, uh, dismiss much of the rest of the alt-right, which would include the, the leadership that put together the Charlottesville events. Um, they see them as being kind of weak and too compromising. Uh, there's that. that, that an, another very important uh, influence in Autumn Waffen is that they're deeply connected uh, to an extremist uh, satanic sect that is an extremist offshoot of an already extremist 
satanic philosophy called the Order of Nine Angles. Um, and uh, in the last couple years, the, uh, uh, the satanic temple, a specific one in the United States called the Temple of Blood, has infiltrated Adam Waffen and has essentially taken over the group. So you have these, these fascist uh, white supremacists who worship not only Hitler and Charles Manson, but also Satan. Um, and this particular sect of uh, Satanists um, who uh, uh, believe in, among other things, uh, uh, human sacrifice, uh, uh, their, uh, their function is, a, it, it is to create a, um, an apocalyptic end to the world uh, and uh, to use, uh, infiltrate uh, other extreme versions of various religions and extremist political factions to uh, cherry pick people who are ripe for uh, uh, being able to influence to <laughs> carry out things such as uh, uh, domestic terrorist, you know, mass shootings and so on and so forth. At least nine members of the leadership of the Autumn Waffen Division are now members of this satanic cult. Um, there's been a changeover in leadership and a considerable amount of internal dissension over the rise of the influence of, of Satanism within this group. Uh, a lot of members left in protest. It's, it's not that they you know, found Jesus and decided not to be neo-Nazis anymore. They just, uh, the Satanism was too much for them. And uh, so they've moved on to, in their eyes, greener pastures and in, in other sectors of the extremist uh, extremist movement. Uh, but that's a very important influence is, uh, uh, is the rise of uh, satanic influence. So, you know, I mean, you've got, uh, you know, uh, neo-Nazi, heavily armed neo-Nazi Satanists running around uh, uh, thinking that, uh, you know, to, to destroy the institutions of society, that they're going to emerge victoriously uh, from the ashes uh, to create an all Aryan controlled caliphate. You know, it's, it's it, if frankly, if I didn't know this for if for a fact after due diligence, I'm not sure that I'd believe it myself. Uh, you know, you just, you know, it just doesn't sound, you know, uh, satanic neo-Nazi terrorist groups, it sounds like something out of a, 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 a comic book. Uh, but uh, in this case, it's true. You've released two articles out of a series of five on the Adam Offen division. Uh, the first one was very interesting and it revealed that a number of members uh, had combat training from the U.S. military. That That's right. Uh, they purposely uh, uh, not only recruit from, uh, from active duty military and veterans of the military, uh, particularly combat veterans in the wars of Iraq and Afghanistan in particular, um, but they also encourage members to join the military in order to get uh, weapons and tactical military training. Uh, and uh, I did name um, several, uh, but there are several more I'm aware of uh, who I will be naming um, in the near in the near future. Uh, you know, the, these kind of investigations are 
none of these guys use their real names. Uh, they're, you know, they, they, they were born and raised on, uh, in cyberspace and, and they, you know, they're relatively adept at, uh, uh, uh keeping their identities, uh, uh, secret. And, and you just can't, you can't just go around accusing people of being members of a, uh, you know, of a, of a Nazi, uh, terrorist organization unless you're absolutely sure it's correct. So there's a, there's a lot of due diligence, uh, required in the process, but, I've identified a number of uh, currently serving members of the U.S. Armed Forces who are who are a member of the Ottomwatten Division who have yet to be publicly identified. I mean, this all sounds quite disturbing. Yeah, they you... have Australian connections as well. They, they've got a number of connections in Australia. Okay, uh, what what sort of connections do they have to uh, Australia? Well, they have a you know since they operate primarily in you know. In the dark web, uh, you can—it's—it's it's kind of a borderless terrain, and uh, there's a number of people that I've run across who are Australian who have been daily communication with these people and share their their ideology. I'm not in Australia that to 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 actually figure out who's behind, who are the actual real people behind this. Uh, it requires a considerable amount of uh, uh, due diligence. Uh, outside of the web, so you can't just sit behind a computer and figure out, you know, who's who. Uh, and so, since I'm not in Australia, it, it's it's more, much more difficult for me to to figure out uh, who's who. I I, I know that uh, there are people in Australia who are uh, trying to track down these connections uh, now, and uh, you know, you guys know how they operate already. It's not nothing new, new to you guys that there's there's uh, uh, you know some pretty dangerous uh, uh, fascists in, uh, who are um, operating in Australia uh, and I don't think it's a surprise but uh, this organization the base and uh, uh, several others and several individuals that uh, may or may not be connected to some of some of the uh, uh, actual kind of named groups uh, are have been for some time uh, in uh, direct and uh, frequent contact with the, uh, the Adam Watson Division people here in the States. Has there been any formal response from U.S. military authorities, government, police to Adam Watson? What's your understanding of the, I guess, attention that's being paid to this group? You know, I mean, I'm a journalist. I don't have a horse in this race. I, I, you know, if I... If I uh, you know, wherever the facts lead me is, you know, where they lead me. Uh, one of the trail of facts that has led me to the conclusion that uh, it is a sorry state of affairs when a guy like myself living with his dog in the middle of nowhere uh, with a MacBook Pro and a telephone can know more about what these serious domestic terrorist threats are up to and who they are and the entire federal national security system put together. These guys can't organize their way out of a wet paper bag. The bureaucracy in the, in the, uh, in, in the FBI in particular and the paperwork required and the lack of communication between different uh, 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 field offices and different departments, uh, it means that these, these guys, uh, 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 even when they have the information, 
they don't even the the people who who can actually uh, do something about it. It may or may not be in their files. They don't share the information. The bottom line is that they haven't done anything. Uh, the 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 couple the couple people that I uh, uh, named and you know. Uh, Slam dunk detail. There's no, you know, no one's questioned the ac- the accuracy of of uh, uh, some of these people that have been fully exposed as active duty members of the U.S. Armed Forces. Uh, uh, they they continue to be U.S. Uh, active duty members of the Armed Forces, and I know for a fact uh, that they have not been uh, 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 disarmed. They have they 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 continue to be. Uh, uh, trained. So you have essentially in these cases that the U.S. government is providing weapons and military training to people who are on the record as committed to, to the violent armed overthrow of the U.S. government. It's ridiculous. They might be yeah. a shade too pale for the government to take them seriously as a threat. Uh, well, they, they, they do. I mean, there is, you know, there are distinctions to be made. Uh, uh, this is what they will argue: is that, uh, and you know, you know, I, I'm a, you're not going to find anyone who's more of a believer in free speech. You can believe any goofball thing you want to, uh, and you can say any goofball thing you want to, and you can write any goofball thing you want to. You just can't do any goofball thing you want to. There's rules, and there's rules of law. That there is no federal government list of domestic you, you keep you'll see references all the time to these are recognized domestic terrorist groups by the US government there is no uh, uh, list they're they're restricted in what they can investigate unless they have evidence of a predicated crime that's been committed or one that's about to happen right so in many ways as a journalist you know, I don't have any rules. I can snoop and sleuth any, you know, as much as I want. Uh, you know, I don't need any predicated crime. If, if you're a neo-Nazi who says you're committed to, you know, to both Satan, Hitler, Charles Manson, and the overthrow of the U.S. government, hey, that's a news story. So I, you know, I, I, there's nothing holding me back. But but in terms of law enforcement, uh, it is a little bit more complicated. But not that much more complicated. If they wanted to shut these guys down, they could. You know, uh, I know that uh, most of these guys are breaking all kinds of laws. Uh, that's 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 for the that's for federal law enforcement. Now, for the U.S. Army, they don't have free speech rights. When you sign into the U.S. Armed Forces, you're not allowed to be a member of a. Uh, uh, extreme political extremist group. You're not allowed to espouse uh, uh, extremist uh, ideology. Uh, and if you are found to be, uh, it is grounds for being uh, court-martialed and discharged from, from the army. The, the army can throw you in jail for breaking army rules uh, that, uh, that, that the civilian courts can't do. So there is really no excuse for the, the armed forces. And, and this goes not just for the uh, U.S. Army, but also for some of the state national guards where Adam Waffen members have been found to be uh, uh, active duty. Uh, the U.S. Marine Corps, uh, where Adam Waffen members have been found also to be of active duty. They just... Uh, 
they, they haven't taken it seriously. So, uh, and you know, my conclusion is it's really only the harsh glare of public scrutiny uh, that's going to put pressure on the army just to basically embarrass them into doing something. Uh, uh, you know, you're not going to find any veterans who uh, are uh, amused by uh, uh, you know, active duty uh, uh, U.S. soldiers who, who are, uh, you know, supporting the armed overthrow of the U.S. government and look, look to Adolf Hitler and Satan and Charles Manson as their ideological mentors. Uh, uh, and so there, there is a lot of pressure that I know has been brought to bear from people who uh, read my and, and other stories in the press about uh, who these guys are and, and uh, you know, na naming specifically who they are and what they're up to. Uh, and hopefully that will result in something. Uh, but uh, I, it's, it's frankly a little bit embarrassing uh, how inept uh, and kind of, you know, it's it kind of keystone cops, uh, uh, the, the, the way federal law enforcement, that's just my, you know, that's just my opinion, you know, I'm allowed to have an opinion too. And I, I you know, it's, I don't have anything against law enforcement. Uh, uh, I come from a family, there's, there's a number of people in law enforcement, a number of people in the U.S. military. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with it, but the facts are the facts. Uh, you know, these, there, there are, there are a, a few thousand people whose job is to not allow domestic terrorists to operate with impunity in the U.S., and they're not doing a very good job. So no. That's uh, to answer your question, a uh, very long answer to your good question. There is some good news, though. Uh, you uncovered one uh, member of the Atom Offen Division, uh, a leader, in fact, who appeared to have some combat training but perhaps did not. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Right. Uh, well, that's an example of why you, as a journalist, you need to triple check everything before you publish, because uh, I've been looking into this guy uh, who recently been named to a top leadership position within their national umbrella group, Adam Waffen's national umbrella group. And I uh, fully, uh, well, not fully, but uh, I tended to believe that he was, in fact, a combat veteran of Afghanistan and Iraq because uh, there are thousands of, of intercepted uh, uh, chat logs from their private servers of which he goes into great detail on scores and scores of occasions over a couple-year period of uh, his military service in combat theaters in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, and... The only thing that was a red flag from the beginning was that, you know, if you've actually served in combat theaters, and I, I've been a war correspondent for 20-some years abroad, uh, you don't go on Internet chat sites and chit-chat with people about the women and children that you've murdered uh, uh, by mistake uh, and, and, uh, and, you know, in, in combat theaters abroad. It's just not the type of stuff you chit-chat about. It's a red flag of, of, of posers. And so I submitted a, a, a bunch of requests and, and reached out to people to, to actually get a hold of the military records. It, it turns out that this guy never served in any armed 
uh, branch of the Uniformed Armed Ser- Services. Uh, he claimed to have been Army uh, infantry trained at Fort Benning in Georgia and then deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan uh, and then joined the Arizona National Guard. None of that is true. Uh, uh, he's uh, been working full time uh, in a, uh, a hardware store in, in Arizona and a couple other places. I got a hold of his verified work records, it, 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 and I and I got a hold of the military uh, and had them confirmed that that he never was a member of any of the branches of the armed forces. So he's what is referred to as a stolen valor case. Something else of which uh, I don't know. Anybody from any political stripe that finds amusing people who try to take credit for other people's, uh, you know, dangerous and very unpleasant combat service. Uh, it's just, you know, there's none, there's every reason to be just shamed and embarrassed by by doing that, you know, uh, and. Uh, uh, so that's what he that's what he is. But it it's emblematic. I, I, I've written at least a dozen stories of other leaders of white nationalist extremist groups who are also stolen valor people. These people, you know, they like guns and uh, uh, they like to portray themselves as these kind of macho uh, battle hardened hero types. Uh, and. Uh, they're often living double lives, you know, uh, and they're often sociopaths with serious mental health issues, uh, which would include uh, this fellow. But that doesn't discount the fact that he's got a pretty significant arsenal uh, in his bedroom, uh, in his home in uh, Tempe, Arizona. Uh, and, And he's, according to him, is uh, preparing to launch lone wolf terrorist attacks. Uh, so, you know, you can only take a guy's word for something like that. Uh, I, you know, I've got the pictures of him and his his weapons, and he claims to have thousands of rounds of stockpiled ammunition, and he uh, uh, claims to be preparing to, to launch uh, uh, mass shooting terrorist attacks targeting uh, minorities and, and uh ethnic groups, you know, I don't really know what more you need to know to that, you know, it's in society's interest to neutralize that threat, uh, you know, irregardless of his, uh, you know, his, his personal politics, you know, that's just against the rules. You know, you're, you're, you know, killing, shooting people is against the rules. You know? <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter what you believe. Uh, it, it, if you want to live in a civil society, which, you know, they don't, but we do. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, of, uh, of these guys who are, you know, they're marginalized. They feel like they've got no power or influence over the course of events in their lives. Uh, a lot of them have good reason to be pissed off. They've been ignored. Their their problems have been ignored by uh, politicians here in the U.S. for a long time. Uh, and so, you know, a small percentage of them turn to this kind of stuff out of uh, you know, whether it's mental health issues or uh, 
pent up anger or rage or uh, uh, you know too many illicit recreational chemicals or whatever combination uh, uh, they end up being part of groups like this and just finally what sort of response uh, have you gotten to your articles has it uh, had an impact within the groups especially you know the fact that this guy is stealing valor has that had any impact on his standing within the group and what what, what have they thought about your reporting uh, well, they're very upset. Uh, I've gotten, uh, uh, I can't even keep count of how many uh, death threats I've gotten in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they've doxxed me. They've uh, publicized my social security numbers, the addresses and uh, details of uh, relatives. Um, they're trying to track down my physical location. They've hacked into my computer and successfully shut down my website within minutes of the first story going up uh, a week ago. Um, they're very uh, uh, upset and very scared of what is going to be published uh, next. Uh, I've gotten a number of calls which uh, I've got to be very careful of when people call up and say, you know, they're a, a, a disgruntled member of this organization because, you know, they, they, some of them are feeding me false information. Others are not. Uh, I've gotten a number of calls from people who are associated with Adam Waffen Division uh, who, uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, are, have uh, left the group or have problems with the direction of the group and have uh, given me uh, very important uh, information, uh, so it's a it's a it's a mixed it's a mixed bag. Uh, the stories have gotten a considerable attention. Uh, uh, a, a lot of it, I, I don't I'm not a I, I don't tweet. Or, you know, I'm not. I, 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 it's just me and my dog living by ourselves in the middle of nowhere. It's not like I've got a you know, a staff or, you know, resources here. So there's just so much you can do. And I, 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 I kind of, uh, I'm not a big fan of Twitter. There's too many kind of bitching, bitching and complaining going on there, but it is a very effective tool. And, and, uh, uh, through, through other people retweeting my stories, I've gotten, uh, uh scores and scores of, of, uh, messages from people with various, um, uh, bits of useful information that help connect the dots on uh, on Adam Waffen. Um, interestingly and importantly to me, uh, there hasn't been a single complaint of anything that I wrote that was inaccurate. Uh, although I have been warned that if I continue to publish, that they will kill me. <laughs> but I haven't been told, "Hey, what you wrote is bullshit," uh, which really at the end of the day is all I can ask for. That's probably an indication you're on the right track, uh, Nate. My conclusion is that this group is, it's basically finished. Uh, I think that it will disintegrate, uh, not the least of because of the, uh, the public scrutiny uh, that's been shown on it, uh, that they will, uh, they will dismantle as an organization and regroup under... Uh, another organization or within other existing organizations. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's one of the problems, you know, 
it's not like they've changed their ideological stripes, uh, and a lot of them will go further underground, which honestly is not necessarily a good thing because they're much harder to track if you can't, if you don't know who they are, if, if they're not affiliated or attached to anyone or telling anyone what they're up to or what they're thinking, uh, it's very hard to uh, keep them in real time on, on your radar screen. You know, and that's when you end up all of a sudden waking up and, and hearing that some idiots shot up a, a house of worship in New Zealand, you know, uh, you know, and then afterwards you can backtrack and, and, you know, you say, oh, well, yeah, well, there, there were red flags all over the place, but, uh, you know, it's very, it's very difficult in these kind of cases to predict that uh, these things are going to, that things are going to happen. So, uh, you know, I, I personally don't have any doubt that, uh, uh, you know, one or more of these guys is going to do something stupid and he's going to slip under the radar screen and, you know, we'll read about it in the paper. You know, that's, uh, it seems to me is somewhat inevitable if you uh, uh, take them at their own word.